When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's hour to the game, the game after work. <laughs> Mitch Fortner, David G, Owen Burke, as Troy Coverdale is out this afternoon. Earlier today, Mitch Holtis gave us a, a teaser about this, going to the Grand Canyon yesterday. Here's Mitch Holtis at the Grand Canyon. It's 58, right? You can't really hear it. Here it comes. Wait for it. Touchdown, Kansas City! You can kind of hear the echo. You can. You can. He totally It's going to be can. dangerous, man. He's going to strain his voice for us someday. <laughs> I heard the – he was screaming that he one He was out. letting it rip. That's funny. That's funny. I wonder how many stats he was busting out about the Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> letting him hey, have it. did you it. know? <laughs> um, Chiefs coverage here on K-Man of the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the – San Francisco 49 is a rematch of Super Super Bowl 54. This is taking place in Super Bowl 58. Coverage on K-Man begins at 1 o'clock. Pre-game coverage is over four hours. So make sure you're tuned in for the best coverage right here on News Radio KMAN, presented by Vista, Bottle Caps, Dara's, and The Fridge. And, of course, the play-by-play will also be here on K-Man. If you're not able to watch it, the play-by-play. Kevin Harlan, former voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you can't get Mitch Holtis, you get Kevin Harlan. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. Yesterday's Ask a K-Rocker was the Taylor Swift or Puppy Bowl thing. And I had a number of people say, well, I'll just turn it off and turn on 1350 KMAN. Yep. Right. yep. Nice. Great yeah. answer. All right, good answer. Why didn't we think of that? That's a great answer. Gosh. I know. I was well, because that, that wasn't one of the answers. It wasn't one of the answers. With- but K-Rockers are famous for taking Ask a K-Rocker and just changing it. <laughs> to They're like, they hey, you know those two options you gave me? They just, Forget yeah, it. they don't care. <laughs> they don't listen to me. I love it. They just do whatever they want. Kind of like puppies. Meanwhile, uh, a week from tomorrow is the start of the 121st, uh, 24th season of K-State baseball. Wow. Sixth year under head coach Pete Hughes. And there's no doubt um, this is one of the – one of the highest anticipated seasons in K-State baseball history. Preseason ranked top 25 according to D1 Baseball at number 24. You have a couple of preseason All-Americans, plus both of those guys just represented the United States, United States on America, Team USA, over the summer. 
as the Cats get to return five position players and, and seven key pitchers from a year ago that went 35-24, and 13-11 in Big 12 play. And we remember got absolutely hosed by the NCAA selection committee yes. and did not make an NCAA regional based on you know, regional bias mm-hmm. in RPI. I mm-hmm. totally forgot about that. That kind of just ruined my day that you reminded me well, of that. It, yeah, it, but here's the deal. Major optimism, major hype about this team, about getting to a regional. And you know what? Also, you know, kind of for me, I think this team is better than just a regional. Mm-hmm. Better than just a regional. And there's there's no doubt that the major baseball writers um, and media outlets have realized that, gosh, this uh, K-State team is going to be really good. I wouldn't say, like, okay, K-State returns everybody that did this particular thing really well. I think K-State brings does bring back a number of guys that will check a lot of boxes. This is still going to be a team – that hits heavy for power. The last three years of K-State baseball have been the best three seasons in K-State baseball history in hitting home runs. Wow! They made a major jump in stolen bases. They made a major jump in sack flies, in RBI, in walks. One of the best teams in the Big 12 in walks. Meanwhile, they still managed, with taking a lot more pitches, they managed to be the best team in the Big 12 and not striking out. Mm. That was like, okay, that is a very interesting improvement. What K-State does is get on base. yeah, And what they're going to do better this year with some key returning guys, games are going to go a little bit quicker because they're going to get more dudes out at the plate. You're going to see an improvement in ERA this season, no doubt about it. But after all that being said, that's a part of the preseason hype. Coach Hughes excited about this year's team. We could talk about last year all we want, but we're moving forward, and there's a reason why everybody's back here in this room, because we have high expectations. Uh, we, we have uh, a team that's strength is depth, team that's strength is uh, on the mound, which is how you win in college baseball. I think we have a, a multidimensional offense, which gives us a lot of options uh, and, and certainly ways to win. Coach, many times at yesterday's media day, brought up this team's depth um, depth is what we're going to learn about this team as the season continues. Uh, you know, lineup wise, coach was asked about that, and here's the possible day one lineup for K State. If we play tonight, Daniel Rivera will play third base, Casey will play short, Brady Day will play second, David Bishop will be at first, Kyan Lotus will be out there and right. We got a battle for the DH spot. We don't stop evaluating, things could change. Jaden Lomliner has been outstanding since day one this fall. Nick English is a freshman who showed up on campus and has not stopped hitting. Mason Schwalbach, he's a, a heralded junior college player, has prolific numbers, big lefty power bat. You know, there's, there's different pieces of the puzzle. I could see us playing three different lineups the first three games. And what's great about wow. if you just look around the lineup and, yeah, I mean, three different lineups in three days is <laughs> that that is pretty – that's – What's what's the right phrase I want to throw out there? I mean, you're really pumping up your own team in expectation even more just by mentioning that. And yeah. I mean, that's a great sign if it becomes true that this team does truly have depth this season. And I mean, where you really need to find more depth this year is with the pitching staff. They had solid arms, but just not a, a, enough go-to arms, in my opinion, to really call your pitching staff true depth. Um, 
the, the word is that it it's improving for sure. Looking around the field first, I'm going to start at third base because Kalen Culpepper is moving to shortstop. Daniel Rivera is a transfer from South New Hampshire, where he played four seasons. What's key here is a crazy ton of experience. 154 games. He is a three-time all-conference selection, and in his career, batting 321, 44 double, uh, doubles, three triples, and 22 home runs, 90 RBI, so he can hit for power as well. At shortstop, Kalen Culpepper. We know about Kalen Culpepper. An incredible player. Just representing the United States of America over the summer. All-Big 12 honorable mention last year. He was an All-Big 12 freshman in 2022. Young player entering his junior year, preseason All-Big 12, preseason All-American. And last year, he had to miss, I think, 14 games. But he, he, he started 40 times at third base. Such a productive player at the plate. Batting 325, eight doubles, 10 home runs. He became the third player in school history to be selected and invited to the USA Baseball Collegiate National Team training camp. And there, he was the best hitter. This is where I think he found himself starting to collect a lot of the preseason praise, where he is playing against different countries, playing against different styles of baseball, and he hit 471 Mm. during his time with Team USA. His slugging percentage was 853. He returns as fourth on the team last year in RBI and walks. He led the team in slugging percentage. And uh, here's Casey from yesterday playing for Team USA and moving to shortstop. Team USA was a great experience for me. Played against a lot of, you know, great players around the country. Um, played against a lot. Played against a lot of uh, different play styles with, you know, Team Japan and, and Taiwan and Chinese Taipei. But um, I mean, I've always been a shortstop. You know, moving to short won't be that much different for me. Um, it's where I feel, you know, much uh, much more comfortable at. So um, I mean, and plus, it's where I can see myself uh, helping the team the most. So. Yeah, Nick Goodwin is uh, he got drafted by the Toronto Blue Jays. So Kalen Culpepper going to move to shortstop in place of Nick Goodwin. I'm glad to hear that's my that was my main question because from what I remember, he was a stud on defense at third. He so, is an incredible, incredible defender. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that he feels more comfortable there because ah boy, we Look might out. hear might hear some crazy calls with some stops in the. In, in the yeah, short. in my opinion, no offense to Brady Day who returns in the infield. That he, I think. Kalen Culpepper is the sh- is the sharpest defender. He really is. And you just went on a ten minute rant about how he's the best hitter too. So well, I, mean, all, I mean, an all around player. He's in for a great year. I mean, that's why D one baseball sees him as I think a top one hundred infielder this year. I mean, in a preseason All America. I mean, he's yeah. getting first team honors preseason. So yeah. clearly Ooh. looked at as a pretty big deal. Be ready. Second baseman Brady Day is back. Uh, who was drafted second round uh, this past summer. Number uh, 369 overall to the Atlanta Braves. He was an All-Big 12 All-Tournament team member last year. All-Big 12 honorable mention. He was the third best hitter last year in the Big 12 in all-around play at uh, hitting three, uh, 56, nine doubles, one triple, three home runs, 26 runs driven in. Second toughest player, this is according to K-State's notes here, second toughest player in Big 12 play, to strike out. 
struck out just 22 times in 194 at-bats. So that's actually the whole season. 294 at-bats, only struck out 22 times, and he drew 49 walks. So he had over double more walks um, than strikeouts. Now, he was drafted. He could have just stayed with that, pursued professional baseball, but he decided to come back. First would be just the culture we have here at K-State, I think. You know, everyone's very team-oriented, everyone, the coaching staff, the players. Uh, it's just a great atmosphere to be around. Um, that was probably my biggest reason about coming back. And also, I felt like there was some things uh, I could work on and I wanted to work on uh, here in college before going on to pro ball. Plus, I mean, Brady also mentioned during the media day yesterday, this team has a chip on their shoulder. That was a big part about coming back as well. Chip on their shoulder, want to get to a regional and he wanted to stay with K-State for one more year. And then at first base, there'll be a new name there. As Coach mentioned, David Bishop looks like he'll be the day one starter, the uh, transfer out of TCU where he played two seasons and a ton of experience, 91 games, 85 starts. Big 12 to Big 12 transfer. I think that's a huge pickup for your batting lineup. And um, at TCU, he hit 245, 82 hits, 13 doubles, three triples, and eight home runs. To catcher, uh, returner once again, Rafael Pelletier, um, and Owen is celebrating. You like Rafael Pelletier? I love. I just, I love Rafael Pelletier. Like I worked a couple K State games, or just behind the board last year, listening to him play, and just I don't know if you've ever seen like the website. Firstly, he's a catcher that bats lefty. Love that. You don't see that often. Wow. And then also just listed, he's from Canada, Ontario Virtual School. I was just sitting back here as a guy that I really had never done anything baseball related last year. So I'm like looking at the roster, trying to see, and I'm like, this guy went to Ontario Virtual School before he got here. That's my guy right there. They're like, we got to come up with a name. Uh, Dad, Virtual School. (laughs) I just, I've always got a kick out of that. I'm I'm excited he's back. Canada's first virtual. High school. <laughs> Apparently, that's where we're going now. Yeah. Uh, the kids love it. All right. So, Rafael, 57 games, 53 starts, plenty of experience behind the plate, hitting 257 last year and six home runs. Uh, into the outfield is another player that has a familiar name but didn't play until last year, Kyan Lotus, a young, uh, apparently going to be a right field this year, 37 games with 28 starts. Looking to improve at the play, just hitting 194 last year, a couple of doubles. He did hit three home runs. Uh, had a grand slam against KU last year, which was pretty sweet in a high-scoring game. Um, was better, actually, in Big 12 play, hitting the ball, hitting 222. So that's a pretty solid jump from non-con. He got better as the season went along. Center fielder, all Big 12 honorable mention last year. Not a surprise. It's going to be, and Coach didn't even say this, but I'm I would imagine it's going to be Brendan Jones unless it's Chuck Ingram. Not sure exactly where they're going to play, but going based off of last year, Brendan Jones was in center field 59 times and hit uh, 238. He set a program record for stolen bases, and this is where Casey will also really excel once again this year. They're going to steal some bags. And he hit the, he set the program record for stolen bases by his sophomore with 28. Wow. 28 last year. And then left fielder, the newcomer from... Uh, Wichita State, Chuck Ingram, named the top impact transfer by D1 Baseball at number 55, three years with the Shockers, 82 victories he was a part of. He played in 141 games. Again, once again, a ton of experience. He's a two-time All-American Athletic Conference selection. 
And so far, uh, well, last year, just looking at last year, he hit 362 with 80 hits and 41 RBI. And then his career, he's hitting 317, 36 doubles, 26 home runs. Speaking to the media yesterday, why he picked K-State. I'd always heard great things about this program. One of my good friends was uh, Nick Goodwin, and so he always talked to me, talked very highly about Coach Hughes and the staff and everything. And so uh, they were one of the first ones to reach out, and I was very happy that they were because they were definitely number one on my list. So, um, But I kind of knew that just this place is awesome. It's a great atmosphere. Fans are great. Coaching staff is great, and all the players are great too. So just felt like a family. And then uh, that coach – that clip from Coach talking about DHs, I mean, it's really a battle right now. Uh, one player in particular I wanted to mention is Nick English that Coach Hughes said just has shown up and just hasn't stopped hitting. He is the Kansas Gatorade Player of the Year for 22-23 uh, out of Olathe South. So, Cats hmm. got him. Yeah. And now he's with uh, he's with K-State and uh, going to be a part of the 2024 season. Well, we're definitely going to see him DH a little bit, I'm sure, this year, maybe play a position. Uh, we'll find out as uh, we get this season underway a week from tomorrow against Cal, which uh, the exact date, February 16th from Scottsdale, Arizona, for a 7 o'clock first pitch. But we're not done previewing the Cats just yet. we got to get to the pitchers. And I really want to get after the schedule as well and just how more how much more hectic it's going to be this year for K-State baseball. That's after this timeout on the game. Actually, Owen, if you could real quick get rid of this song, find Ric Flair. <laughs> we'll see how fast you can pull it up. Probably just have to search Ric Flair. I think it would pop up and, and play it once you, once you get it popped up. Because I think it's fitting as we talk about K-State baseball. There it is. The woo. <gasps> because at Toyton Family Stadium, if you go to the games, mm-hmm. it's kind of a thing now. It has been the last couple of years. Jet flying. Kids stealing. Fur wearing. We need a Ric Flair night <laughs> at Toyton Family Stadium. For sure. That'd be awesome. Getting H to come out, that'd probably actually be pretty expensive. It's a, you, what if that ad, if that does happen? You find somebody else to work in here so yeah. I can go. Okay, yeah. listen, I don't think it'd be expensive. Like you know, he's looking for some cash. So if you're like, hey, stop in real quick, it, hang out and leave. It would not be less than ten grand. How about this? Five grand free drinks for the night. That's what you're getting, dude. <laughs> we could get ten grand. <laughs> we get a couple sponsors. We could get Ric Flair here. Yeah, that would on. also be a major distraction. Yes. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ric Flair. If you got Ric Flair being Ric Flair out in the stands and stuff, <gasps> like, major distraction. <laughs> I'm whiffing all night. You're catching 0 for 4, 4 Ks for me. I love, so like, Sandstorm has really become, you know, what it is by the fans making it a big deal. Now the cell phone lights are out, they're turning down the lights when, you know, and then it cranks up again and everybody's going nuts with the cell phone lights. And now in the ninth inning, everybody's doing the woos at the end of the game as K-State closes everything out. It's I love it That's so awesome. much. To me, whoever was kind of like the uh, fan experience producer at the time, I don't know exactly what that position is called, but I was like, hey, you should throw in a Ric Flair woo because he was also a wrestling guy. And he was, he was picking my brain for ideas of what we could throw in there. And like it just came to me. I was like, how about a... Ric Flair woo. Because, like, I got to thinking about going to wrestling shows and WrestleManias and stuff. And countless times I remember 
just it's quieter, like you can just hear chatter in the arena. And one person just starts going, just does a woo, and everybody starts doing it. I'm like, what? A, let's let's try this out. Yeah. And I'm glad it's it's become a really cool thing to do at Twin Family Stadium. Let's continue to uh, discuss about K-State baseball and previewing the 2024 season as we look at the pitchers. And to me, even though it does appear there's going to be some solid depth this year, the 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 preseason hype is really a, a core three guys. That will come in at different levels. You have Owen Borma, start of the game, potentially middle of the game with Ty Rule, or even become a uh, start once in a while. And then Tyson Neighbors, the dynamite closer. Uh, Owen Borma, second team All Big 12 a year ago with 16, uh, 15 starts, one relief appearance, a 7 2 record, a 506 ERA. He struck out 95 and walked 34, matched a program record, seven victories by a senior. And he's back for what I believe is his final year of eligibility. Tyson Neighbors. Uh, before we get to Tyson, let's t- save Tyson for last. Ty Rule, let's go just in order of how we can see these guys appear. 26 appearances last year, which led the team. He was a go-to guy mm-hmm. out of the bullpen. He made a couple of starts, a 4-4 four and four record, a 531 ERA, 36 runs in 61 innings, a couple of saves, struck out 51 batters. Opponents hit 267, but we're looking for him to make a big jump this upcoming season. And then Tyson Neighbors is the arm we're all expecting to see be just abs- an absolute flamethrower. With now he's found his command. Uh, with you know, it was an immature freshman year for him, and you know, talk about that here in just a second. But Tyson Neighbors, second player in school history to be selected to the USA Baseball Collegiate National Team training camp. Um, along with um, Kalen Culpepper. Uh, preseason, All-American. He was first-team All-Big 12 last year. As a matter of fact, an All-American last year by seven different media. Wow. Members of the media. Seven different All-American nods for Tyson Neighbors a year ago. 25 appearances, the second most on the team. Um Went five and one with a 185 ERA, 86 strikeouts, 16 walks. He set the school record in ERA and saves by a sophomore. Brian Smoller brought up uh, he he started a question very well, I thought, because and my mind just doesn't go there quite yet. And he was he he was definitely uh, willing enough to talk about Brian was to bring up NIL. I I think there's no doubt in there. It, this certainly happened that programs were going to throw NIL money at him to transfer. With not being eligible yet for the for the draft, throw money at him, can we get him to transfer? He didn't transfer. He decided to stay at K-State because the Cats, originally, they bought in to Tyson Neighbors. Had an atrocious... Uh freshman season to be honest and uh, I know a lot of times in this world of baseball it's real easy to you know kind of cut somebody and let them walk away that that struggles especially as a freshman and uh, it was like complete buy-in it was hey we're gonna we're gonna figure out how to how to help you succeed and went both ways I mean I wanted to succeed just as bad as everyone else wanted me to and uh, just the culture here at K-State's unmatched yeah, incredible maturity, and I, I'm sure he did pass up on some some solid numbers to stay here. Yeah, I 
I want to share, like, so I got into baseball really late in last year. Like, honestly, like, when I started working the games for the board and everything for them was right around when I was starting to get into it. And I remember the start of the year last year, he was he was killer. Like, I don't think he gave up a run for, like, the first 10, 12 appearances he had. There was a long time where he didn't let anybody score. And I remember later on in the year, I was starting to follow a lot of baseball accounts on, like, TikTok and stuff, and they did, like, top 10 relievers in college baseball. And I was like, okay, I still don't know much, but he should be somewhere on this list. I'm like, get to the 7-8 range, nothing. I'm like, man, 4-5, I'm like, this is really surprising. Number one, Tyson Neighbors, K-State. Mm. I was like, holy yeah. cow, this guy uh, is unreal. Yeah, really. I just incredible command now, and the fastball is insane. It, it, it's not just, you know, one or two pitches anymore. Here's Coach Hughes on – Tyson continuing to improve his game. You take the criticism and, and you use it to benefit you. You, you. You're able to look at yourself and look where you need to get better, but then you need to adjust because people are going to start adjusting to him. But he's always ahead of the curve right now. You know, he went from being a, a, a one-pitch guy to a two-pitch guy to a five-pitch guy, and people always say, how come you don't start Tyson? Because I like to watch Tyson pitch three times a week. It's always the age-old question, do you start him, do you close him? You know, but you might not get to the end of the game to use him. His repertoire right now is good enough to start when you have four to five really good pitches. And then the final clip will go to Ty Rule, who was asked about Tyson Neighbors and why he's the man. And, well, Ty Rule, when he thought about the name Tyson Neighbors, the first thing he thought was game over. He's our dog tied up in the bullpen. We just I, I can't wait to give him the rock if I'm on the mound. Like, at Texas, when I saw him running in, his big, meaty body, big boy, <laughs> I, was, I loved it. I loved it because I knew it was over. He's a stopper. He's going to come in, give you all he got for how long you leave him out there. And the whole team has 100% faith in him to close the game for us. Just has that feel of, like, you know, the Royals when they had HDH and, you know, if you could just get to that part of the game. It's over. If you could just get to Tyson Neighbors, game over. Mm-hmm. Do what you got to do. Get to Tyson. He'll put the game away for get you. That That's the big, mentality. meaty body out on that field. And <laughs> on the he's a jack guy. He's got <laughs> so a sleeve. He's got a tattoo sleeve on his left arm. Yeah. He present like, there's an aura to him. Like, he's not a starter. Like, when you see him walk out, you're like, that guy is going yeah. to punch you in the mouth and close <laughs> this game out. Now, Moving on to the schedule, and this is what is also another major storyline for K-State this year because they were snubbed of last year's NCAA tournament due to RPI and and just the region they play in and the schedule you build around your region just wasn't good enough opponents. Coach and this team ready to take on a tough schedule. It has to be one of the top most difficult schedules in college baseball, but until the RPI has changed, we'll continue to schedule that way. We'll take the brunt academically. Our kids in our program are tough enough to, to handle the strains academically that travel, that the committee has, has made us do. We have to travel midweek with the regional bias and the RPI. Yeah, it's also going to be a financial strain mm-hmm. on K-State with the more they are traveling, the more they're going to be flying. I mean, 2023 featured 13 midweek games, eight on the road, or t- this year, rather, is going to feature 13 midweek games, eight on the road, one more for each than last year. Difference from last year is K-State will play twice back-to-back road games midweek, but in different locations. Mm. They're not playing a two-game like two, like two game series at one place on the road midweek. They're going to Knoxville, Tennessee for a Tuesday, and then they're going to drive, what, three hours and then play Clemson the next night. That is literally on the schedule. I mean, and we're talking 
that is, gosh, what part of the schedule is that? Let me look at this real quick. Um, I mean, that's coming up early March. Mm. I mean, we are a month away early on in the season where Casey will play back, back-to-back at Tennessee at Clemson to boost the wow. to boost the schedule and to boost the RPI, to boost the difficulty. And then later on in March, they'll go to UConn and play at Northeastern in the middle of April. And Northeastern's out by Boston, and UConn's in stores Connecticut. And that's back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday. As a matter of fact, you know, let me let me go to the the schedule here. So this is 14 days. This is a 14 day span for K State. This is just how some of the schedule shaped out to be. They'll start at Missouri State, and you hear Missouri State guys. Missouri State's really good at baseball, mm. so it starts there. At Missouri State, day off. They're in Orlando to play UCF for three. They'll come back home, play Wichita State a few days later after the UCF series. Then they head to Oklahoma. One day off after Oklahoma, on the road, they're then heading to Storrs, Connecticut. So from Oklahoma to Connecticut, they'll play in Connecticut, play then in Boston, and then they're heading home. That's that's in 14 days. That's a stretch. That That is six different locations they're going to be playing in 14 days. Is that early on in the year? Or is that like towards the middle? That or? is in the middle of the year. That's okay. the beginning of April. I mean, it's not a bad thing. You're going to find out a lot about that team in that 14-day stretch. Mm-hmm. Like, There's one thing that will not be questioned at the end of the year, and that's if this team's going to be battle-tested or not. Well, and then right out of the gate, I mean, you have three straight Cal, Boston College, Georgetown, and then – a day off, and then they're at Arizona State. That's an average RPI of 72. That's a much better start than last year's Stephen F. Austin and Lamar. I mean, Stephen F. Austin was like 220-something last year in RPI, so that's a big boost there as well. And by the way, what's very notable about that Arizona State game, which is uh, Tuesday, February 20th, so we're 12 days out from that, Arizona State and K-State were the first two teams left out of the NCAA tournament. So these are two teams that have a chip on their shoulder. They're literally one and two left out of the tournament. Wow. That's going to be a slugfest. Let's go. I love it. All right, that's our preview of K-State baseball in 2024. Pete Hughes, schedule-wise, did what needed to be done. Make the schedule tougher. It's going to be a bigger strain. But he says the guys can take it. They will start to prove it on February 16th against Cal in Scottsdale, Arizona for a 7 o'clock first pitch. And we'll have it here on K-Man a week from tomorrow. Yes. We take a timeout when we come back. It is your daily Taylor Swift Super Bowl prop bets coming up next. K-Man and Briggs Auto Lane want to send you to Cabo. BriggsAuto.com presents Passport to Cabo, an all-expense-paid trip. Bedroom for two, or two-bedroom, rather, two-bedroom beachfront condo at Villa La Valencia and a flight for two out of Manhattan Regional Airport. Make sure to stay tuned to K-Man, guys, because major details are coming up very soon on how to become a finalist. Can't wait for that, dude. I'm going to be so happy for somebody. I feel like it's going to be a pretty good day if you win that, truthfully. But the thing I is, if you, you if you win, who you like do you that? take? Ooh, that's a tough one. You go solo on that one. <laughs> <laughs> two bedrooms for me. <laughs> I think... Uh... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. See if Taylor Swift won that trip. Ooh-wee. She'd probably give it back, because, you know. She's like, I don't go to where normies go. <laughs> but you know who does vacation there? Oh. Jerome Tang. Oh. So that's so, not so normie after all, Taylor. Because she'd be like, oh, I bought a place in Mexico. I bought a, 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 a I think T Swift would go to Cabo. That does seem like a T Swift place to go. She and she and Travis. She may end up there in the same weekend. Is that like the same so, week? Like, wouldn't that be a great giveaway? That would her, be. T, her Travis and Coach Tang and our two winners down there at the same time. Oh my God! We can't promise that they will be down there at the same time. Nor Drum Tang and his wife, but we can infer that they could be there. So you're saying it's possible? <laughs> it's a possibility. What we can promise is a week yeah, yeah. in Cabo with a two-bedroom beachfront condo at Villa La Valencia and a flight for two out of Manhattan Regional Airport. You can't say that Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, and Jerome Tang and his wife won't be there, but you can't you, you can't say they will be there, but you can't say they won't either. You know what I'm saying? True. That would so, also make us liars. So, hey, you, you take with that what you will. <laughs> take that info as you, you okay, will. Okay, this really got away from us. <laughs> Taylor Swift, Super Bowl prop bets. These are very real. These are actually real prop bets that, unfortunately, in the state of Kansas, you can't bet on. Mm -hmm. But if you're in the right place, you can bet on uh, some of these. Uh, This one, I think, has already been said, but I haven't used it. Uh, It's already known it's out there, but will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift following the game? Who was saying it around here? Somebody... uh, Around here, said it earlier today. It'd be better if it was at a concert. At her, because concert. it's her, it's her fans that would witness it's, it. That's true. I could see. You that. know, it's football fans at the Super Bowl. Yeah, it'd be much better if it was at one of her shows. That is, it's honestly a really good point. That now, is a good I don't point. want to put it out there. There's a possibility they might get booed if they do it. Like they're up on the stage, which would be absolutely horrible. Well, it would be. Of course, it's a publicity stunt, yeah. and it's to get somebody reelected. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Know. Or it could happen in Cabo San Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> They just try to dig us out of that spot. Dave and I are like, we're going back. We're going back. Uh, so on top of that, that's, by the way, six to one odds. Yeah. Which that, I would still think wow. I would put that a little higher. but Yeah, that's got to be higher. Um, at 50 to one odds, oh. will Taylor Swift turn down Travis Kelsey's marriage proposal? Oh, my God. No way. I don't I, think so. Not I worth a dime. I want it. Like, there's no way. 50 to one? 50 to 1? She is too, like, media savvy for that, but it would be the ultimate drama. Man, that we wouldn't stop talking you know, about if it. if she – well, that's the thing. If she were to say no, that is actually the publicity it, stunt. It, it that's is. when it's officially a publicity very, stunt. Yeah, yeah. Very, that's the true, the very point. But he'd be like, you know that old meathead would be crushed, you know? Even if it was, like, fake, he would still be hurt a little bit. He's got a, he's got a big heart. God, I would. That would, man. That's yeah. The internet would break. We always talk about like broke the internet. That would do it. Be the first Monday after the Super Bowl where we were not talking about the game at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Which happens first? 
Um, either team scores a touchdown or Taylor Swift is shown on TV. Oh, Taylor. Taylor. Now, this is during the game. So this is after kickoff. As soon as that ball goes up in the air off the tee, this uh, bet becomes official. What happens first? Either the first touchdown of the game or Taylor Swift shown on TV. The first time Travis Kelsey has a nice catch for a first down and he does his thing where he does first down, they're showing her. That's a, that is a good showing. point. They're yeah. showing her. If they don't throw it to Travis at all, there's a chance. I, I, I think if they're, if Kansas City has the ball, something dramatic, the first dramatic thing that happens for Travis, either big catch, touchdown, blows out his knee, oh! good or bad. Oh! Camera panned to, to Taylor cool. Swift yeah. to get there. her reaction. Because it's a Super Bowl. It's like K-State in the Big 12 championship game. First big play that happens, the place is going, you're pumped, you're ready. It, it's, you know, like your typical touchdown celebration, it's, you're also going to bring that to a 30-yard gain. For sure. You know, you're pumped up. The big play, you're, you're hanging on the edge of your seat for every play. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift is going to be on the edge of her seat offensively for every play because it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. And so it's I think her you're man. Gonna, you're going to, you, you may pan more to her for the reaction. Oh, yeah. shots. She's getting shown a lot. Plus, she's pretty dramatic with her you know she's fun with her uh celebration that's she, true she gets everybody into it if, yeah if she wasn't so like reactive during the game i think they would stop showing it like six weeks ago but every time they pan the camera on her she's doing something yeah i mean she's just sit there clapping yay or just throwing up two hands or something hey cool. double thumbs down you know when travis <laughs> no like when he bobbles a ball you know he flubs it she's like boo oh. no <laughs> Travis gets a 30-yard gain. She's looking into the glass and yelling, let's blanking go. Yeah, that was cool. That's cool. She's cool. She is a cool girl. I want to see her like him make a catch and her go, eh, so-so. You know, that like, would be eh, so funny. So-so. I wanted to start ribbing him. Yeah. Get, she knows the camera's on her. It's not that great. That was yeah. fun. That's it for my prop bets. Now, tomorrow we'll have Mitch in Vegas. Mitch yeah. in Vegas will be, well, other than one, will be all prop bets. Okay. For Super Bowl 58, it'll be – and Troy won't be with us again tomorrow, so it's just going to be us three making our prop bets. Plus, we'll play a blindly ranked five that has to do with the Super Bowl as well. Yeah! We'll take a break. We'll finish our show with Ask Us Anything next. 1350 KMAN. Hey, um, you guys, how well – do you know Manhattan if you're traveling around? Are you somebody that's a backroads warrior? Or are you someone who's like, I need GPS to get across the street? I'm a, I'm a destination driver. So like if I've driven from where I'm at to the place, I know like my way to get there. But if it's even if I know where I'm going yeah. and I haven't left this destination to get there, I might struggle a little bit. But Ooh. I have also only lived up here for like a year, year and a half. Oh, And I've yeah. lived in Junction City for a good chunk of that, too. So. Okay, yeah, you don't know nothing. No. If I break my hand, I need to go to the hospital, you'll be like... Ah, You're like, like hold on, Dave, there. I gotta pull the GPS. Oh, Give me a second. no. Yeah. No. You know, I'm, I'm probably not too bad. I wouldn't know Manhattan as good as you, Deej. I don't know, like... Give me like a give me a street or a destination like give me somewhere and I'll I'll let you know if I can ah. tell you where to I, I know where to go. Okay, okay. I can kind of like give you a general direction where it's at. Cassell. 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 Is that a street? That is a street. Use it in a sentence. I used to live on Cassell. I thought Matt Cassell was a 
kind of a trashy quarterback with the Chiefs. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, you give up? Howard Cassell. Uh, Howard Cassell. Uh, Cassell. Cassell. I don't know if I've ever heard of that. Cassell. I'm going to get, if I were to guess, that is three blocks from here. Oh, uh, well, you're close. It's about a block away from the Bill Snyder Family Stadium, right behind mm. Ascension Via Christi is Cassell Road. Right Actually, there. I thought that was Rancer. There's Rancer and then Cassell. It's one of those little oh, boppers. Okay. Uh, Summit. Summit. God, you're making me look bad here. Summit. Yeah. Summit. I don't use it in a sentence. I used to live on Summit Avenue. <laughs> These guys lived everywhere. I don't know where Summit is. Where's Summit, Summit at? is up by Manhattan High School, over there by the, the yeah. zoo-ish. Ooh, really I th- nice. I knew that, but I didn't know that. I used to live there and uh, accidentally shot fireworks and hit an old lady. We'll talk about that someday. <laughs> uh, Sumac. You ever heard of Sumac? Man, I'm getting crushed here. I do not know Manhattan well. Uh, that one's familiar, too. I've read that one and Summit on my GPS too many times. <laughs> Sumac. Is up on Stag Hill, my friend. You also What's with all these residential streets. Yeah. Oh, you were talking about other streets, like the regular, like hey, where you know where Manhattan Avenue is, North Manhattan. <laughs> hey, you know hey, where Caseford Avenue is. <laughs> you know where Bluemont turns into Anderson. You wanted that. That's I a good question. Know actually, where where is the transition? It's at it's at the corner right there at Manhattan. You know what I mean, like uh, oh, okay. K State. Because it used Aguaville? to be Aguaville? you couldn't. You couldn't go on both at the same time. You know what I mean? Like uh, they were separated. Yeah. Okay. And um, also, when does Fort Riley turn into Tuttle Creek? Was it like? Is it? Is it the train station? The old train station, or is it more like the entrance to the mall? It is the entrance to the mall. Okay. That's what I think. The, the oh. intersection, like, like Highway Twenty Four. Some people think it's Bluemont. The like Bluemont's the cut. Okay. But I think it's the the one before that. You know, call me crazy, but I think they should just be one name. Oh boy, now you're getting a little wild. Imagine here. that. Wouldn't that be easier? Get you're getting a little bit too wild there with that kind of stuff there, pal. Um what about Morganville? How well do you know Morganville? I know a couple of streets in Morganville. What about Clay? How how good are you at getting around Clay Center, Kansas? If you tell me to go to somebody's house, yeah. I know where to go. See, that's the I answer that. I got a ton on K-Rock yeah. was, in small towns, it's not about the, the name of the street. No. It's who lives on yep, that street. For sure. That's what, That's how you know. Oh, go to Jeff's. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Clint, he lives three streets over. Right. He lives yep. on Sumac. And you go, what? <laughs> the hell are you talking about? I've read Sumac. that before in my life. You know, the street that has the broken down car in the guy's front yard. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That one. <laughs> I used to have a few beers there once in a while. <laughs> Got an MIP there once in a while. Shout out MIP. Uh, we got to bounce. Hey, full two hours tomorrow. I'm hosting once again with DJ and Owen. For Owen, DJ Mitch. Mm-hmm. Go Cats.